0: What's the first thing you do in 2022 when you need something done, but you're not sure where to get it? You Google it, right? You need a plumber, you Google it. You need a mortgage, you Google it. You need a car detail or an oil change, you Google it. If your business doesn't show up in the top three or even on the first page in general, when I Google something, chances are you're not getting my business. Actually, you're definitely not getting my business. It's that simple. Maybe you do show up, but you only have one review that was left by a customer in 2015. Well, you're not getting my business either. Websites by Students is a company that's here to help solve modern website issues for small and medium-sized businesses. The team at Websites by Students builds custom WordPress websites for small and medium-sized service businesses. Every website is 100% custom built, which means you tell them what you want on the site and they build it exactly to your needs. Every website comes equipped with Google Suite functionality, meaning the Google map, Google integration is all built in right from the start. Their prices are incredibly affordable and their team is super professional to work with. They can build you a brand new website in under three weeks and that comes with unlimited revisions. So they'll send you the first draft. If you don't like it, tell them to fix it as long as you want until the site looks exactly the way that you want it. They won't publish anything until it's perfect and you want it built the way that you want it. The best part about it is that every website package comes with one year worth of free website management so six months after you get this site built if you want to update something whether it's copywriting or you want a restaurant and you want to add to your menu just tell the team at websites by students to do it they'll turn that around in under 48 hours and get that website updated for you to your exact specifications it gets even better websites by students is a purpose-driven organization A portion of every website they build goes to a scholarship fund to help fight student debt for as many college students as they can. If you visit websitesbystudents.com today, fill out the contact form and mention the get it done podcast. You'll save 20% on your next website project. That could be as much as $500 worth of savings. And that $500 is more than likely going into that scholarship fund to help fight student debt. Visit websitesbystudents.com today to get your new website built or get your existing website updated so that it shows up on the first page of Google, if not the top three. Their goal is to make you number one. Call them today, visit their website, mention our podcast, save 20%. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Get It Done Podcast. I'm Joe Zanke, your host, co-founder, COO of On Demand Storage, who sponsors the podcast and actually happens to work with my guest, John Gleason of Supporting Strategies. John, how are you?
1: I'm well this morning, Joe. Thanks for
0: having me. Good, good. No, so um, you know, we've been working together for a little while now, and um, uh, but I wanted to have you on the show. You know, I've always um, respected your company and you as a business person, so I thought this would be a great um, opportunity to talk about supporting strategies. But um, before we dive into what you guys are doing now, why don't you tell me a little bit about how this business came to be.
1: So, Joe, we've always ex- respected your company as well, too. You guys have done an amazing job. It's, it's incredible what you've created. Um, I'm a franchisee for the first time in my life. I've been a 30-year-plus businessman. I've been a franchisee for six and a half years. I have four franchises here in Massachusetts and uh, one down in West Houston, Texas. And what our job is is to focus on bookkeeping and staff accounting for our clients and enable them to focus on their core business.
0: Yeah. And it's super helpful because, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, bookkeeping is such a important thing to have as you, as you dive into being a business owner, you quickly realize, you know, what things um, it's important to realize where the highest and best use of your time is, but then also recognize what are, you know, the most meaningful and important things that you also have to keep track of, um, such as keeping up to date, good books. Um, I think having up to date good books, you know, you start to realize at the very beginning, you know, is good for just tracking expenses and making sure you're going well. But once you get into business a little further, having it for taxes, having it for making relationships with banks, um, investor purposes, you know, it's, it's such a it's such a meaningful and important thing. And, um, and that's where your company has been uh, very beneficial to us.
1: Thanks, Joe. I mean, the the old saying is you cannot manage what you don't measure, and it's very much true. So the reason that bookkeeping is very important is that you can cull reports that are meaningful from the books and enable, you know, the leadership team of a small company or a large company, you know, to to figure out where they're going to navigate to in the coming quarter and the coming year. So, it's very, very difficult to manage your business if all you're doing is logging into your bank account every day and seeing what your balances are, because you don't know right. what your gross profit margins are, your net before tax, and you don't know what different um, service areas or perhaps inventory items are, are producing for you in terms of uh, profit. So if you're if you're selling a retail item, you need to know what your profits are per item, per SKU. And if you're providing a service, you're normally providing multiple services, you want to know where your most profitable services lie. And you also want to understand, um, you know, what's driving capital intensity, because some of our businesses are capital intensive, right? There's folks that own trucks and buildings and machines and so forth, and they need to know what the return is on their assets. And you get into whole into the weeds on a, on a, on a high level, but you are absolutely correct. Even at the very beginning, especially for a startup or a small business, it's extremely important to have that foundation of, of clean books and squared away books that are producing meaningful reports.
0: hundred percent. Now, just for the audience's purposes, how exactly does your product or service integrate with an existing company?
1: So we provide our service externally. Um, We are a cloud-based company. Um, At the present time, we have 102 offices across the United States. Uh, We have about 700 employees. I'm one of, I think about 70, 72 franchise partners, if you will. We service about 3,250 businesses across the United States. So even if we're dealing with a client that doesn't use cloud-based accounting software, we can still service them by using a virtual private network to access their books or through using another software program such as a Splashtop what Splashtop enables us to do is to work on someone's books, even if they don't have a virtual private network, as long as they have uh, access to the web. And what's cool about Splashtop, as an example, and these are basically for really small companies, is we can work on their books even while they're using the same computer for Office 365 or for Word. So that's what we do. What happens is we end up segmenting the financial transactions and responsibilities that need to be um executed by any business. So, I mean, you've got a number of things that need to take place, right? You need to pay your bills, you need to receive money, you need to invoice your clients, you need to post to the general ledger, you need to produce the profit and loss statement every month, you need to produce the balance sheet, not necessarily monthly, but certainly quarterly. And you need to produce uh, reports that go out to the stakeholders. So in answer to your question, we can do all of it or we can do part of it. So as an example, we have a client locally here in the Boston area called Cure Alzheimer's, which is a, a fairly large uh, not-for-profit, and for them what we do is bank reconciliations on a round-robin basis. So they have internal accountants that, that reconcile some of the accounts, and we we reconcile some of the accounts, and then our responsibilities change so that we're a separate set of eyes on the folks who are there full-time. And um, as I said earlier, sometimes we, we provide all of the uh, the services up up to and including the controller level. So yep. we're actually responsible for all the revenue that's uh, coming to the, the the company's treasury and all the revenue that's leaving the company's treasury. And then the reporting to um, typically the CFO or the ownership is, is the folks that we're, re- we're reporting to in that scenario. So we're handling everything in between.
0: Yeah, I mean, no, you guys, it's a great system. And it's um, the fact that, you know, you can plug your business into something like a QuickBooks or some of the other softwares you mentioned, and, you know, have someone who's working offsite, um, you know, the, just basically you get to a point where, you know, the amount of hours becomes a little bit predictable. So, um, you know, it, it becomes a manageable expense within, you know, your monthly upkeep. And I just think as a business owner, um, not only is it important to, obviously have up-to-date books, but it's important to let professionals, you know, who are trained in that, you know, oftentimes, because you guys use, um, you know, CPAs or people who are at least oftentimes, you know, they they have their CPA, maybe they're just not working at a big accounting firm, correct?
1: Sure. So we use a mixture or we hire, you know, our, our folks are W-2s, our, my team members are all W-2 employees, so we don't use contractors. So we hire a mixture of part-timers and full-timers. Yep. And um, a lot of folks in the, in the general marketplace aren't familiar with this thought because they're focusing on what they do best, but financial people will tell you that typically CPAs focus on tax, right? So they're tax, they do the tax returns and so forth. So some of the people on our staff are CPAs, but we also work with CMAs, which are uh, certified management accountants. So management accountants are more about the management accounting field, which is actually managing the financial aspect of a business. Gotcha. Uh, so on our staff, we have full charge bookkeepers who have been a bookkeeper for at least 10 years, and they have to have at least a four-year accounting degree. And then we have folks who have been a controller for at least 10 years, and they also have to have a four-year accounting degree. They are W-2 employees, and they have to be um, certified with us. So that, for, for us, that means even if they are a CPA or a CMA, they have to take our accounting test and they have to have a, their fidelity checked out. So we do a thorough reference and background check just because, let's face it, when we're dealing with a client, they're handing us the financial keys to the kingdom. So we want them, the new clients and the existing clients to to feel comfortable with that fact. Um, and the other thing is we're a local company, even though we're a national company, our corporate headquarters is in Beverly, Mass. Sure. And my headquarters for the uh, you know Metro West, North Shore, Central Mass and Western Mass is here in Needham uh, at 163 Highland Ave. So we're local and all our, all of our people are Americans. I mean, all of my 15 staff members are either in Massachusetts or New Hampshire. I have one uh, woman who lives in Georgia and she's married to an FBI agent.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, that's, I mean, it's great to hear. And it's, um, it builds a, a, definitely a level of, of trustworthiness within the company. um, When you know, thank you, you people who are working on your books, people are in your financials, you know, being able to generate these reports, um, have that much experience, know exactly what they're doing and um, are able to you know, communicate um, from an email or even call level whenever you need them to and whenever you need them to be. I mean, we've had times where we've been going after loans or lines of credit or anything like that. And um, and we're easily able to reach out to members of your staff to uh, get some updated information, which is nice. Or even if you're going through like a, a insurance audit of some sort, um, being able to, you know, basically just reach out to someone, have them have that information kind of up to speed already. It makes it just so much easier. Um, just easier to get things done than trying to manage some of those processes yourself. Um, So, yeah, I mean, all, all good stuff. Now on a personal note, you know, how did you recognize the opportunity to purchase a franchise and did you just start out with one and then build from there or has it been one of those things where you kind of dove in and took all territories at once?
1: Well, that's a really good question, um, Joe. So, and you you point out a good point. I mean, our, our people take great pride in what they do. They're very empathetic towards the business owners. We also do a predictive index test, a personality test before we hire people. But the way I, the way I got involved was that um, I've been a lifelong business person and an entrepreneur. So I started a commercial printing company when I was 29 in uh, Framingham called Bay State Press with another fellow. It was just he and I. And we, much like uh, on-demand storage, you know, we were um, confident that our idea was good um, and that we could execute. So we went out and leased 10,000 square feet in the Saxon industrial park. And, you know, 10, 12 years later, we had 130 folks working for us. We were doing mostly marketing collateral for the local, uh, mutual fund companies like state street, global research, Putnam fidelity. Um, we also did work for Johnson and Johnson. Our presses were 55 tons, 115 feet long. And, um, 11 feet high and 14 feet with a catwalk. And at the end, we had eight of them. So we, we we grew the business, we sold it to a private equity group, you know, 20 plus years ago. But during that time, I was the, the accountant, the CFO and treasurer, and I was hiring folks who sometimes, you know, they were full timers, but sometimes we only needed them part time, but they had an expertise in accounts payable, for example, or they had an expertise in whatever software we were using at the time. And we had busy times and slow times during the year. So we didn't always use our capacity, you know, to the fullest extent. We had six people on staff. We also had a controller by the end of the period. I started out as the bookkeeper. I did everything, payables, receivables, collected the money, actually worked in the shop too. So my point is when I found out about supporting strategies six and a half years ago, it was a much smaller company. There was nine franchises at that time. There's 102 now. And I said, wow, this is a fantastic idea. So if I had that printing company again, Bay State Press, which I had sold in 1998 to a private equity group, I would have hired Bay State Press in a heartbeat. So I the reason I dove into the idea is I was working for a national company uh, called Oasis, which was sold to Paychex in 2019. It was a multi-billion dollar deal. When I heard about sporting strategies, I said, I gotta be involved in this. And I, I bought the first franchise. And interestingly enough, from my perspective, is it was Boston's North Shore, which is where our corporate headquarters is nationally. So I said, this is a no-brainer. I always wanted Metro West because I had a business in Metro West for many years. And when it became available to us six months later, I asked if we could uh, package it with two other territories. So to make a long story short, to answer your question, we bought one. And then we liked the format and we liked the service we were providing so much. And, and the people we were working with, we bought another three. And, um, you know, now, like I said, we're operating five and we're always looking for help. And so where we are is Boston's North Shore, Boston's Metro West central Massachusetts and Western mass in mass and then we're in West Houston in Texas.
0: Wow. I mean, that's a, um, that's an awesome story. You know, I didn't actually realize, um, that about your, your past with, um, selling a company and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, um, you've probably earned, learned a ton of valuable lessons, um, from just doing all that, you know what I mean? in in running a business, starting from scratch, running it, getting it to a point of sale. And then sounds like you realized, you know, there are certain parts of, of business that you want to continue to be involved in um, and the franchise model seemed to fit um, that well. And obviously this idea, like you said, fit into um, exactly the picture of what, you know, it, it, you were just easily able to see it and how valuable it could be. Um, and no, it sounds like supporting strategies just as a company in a whole is has now taken off, like you said, over these last six years, and has become something that um, you know, a lot of other people are continuing to see value in especially if they have you know a background like yours you know in accounting whether it be do you find that a lot of the other franchisees um have similar backgrounds or you know sometimes are they just you know from a a cpa um background
1: um there are some entrepreneurs um at our company they they all have a financial background like myself it's actually actually a requirement um when I first became involved with Supporting Strategies, we were tested the same way that an employee might be um, just because, you know, it's very important that the franchisee buys into the concept, too. But, you know, in terms of the model, what we're seeing is that the small companies out there to compete, they have an interim CFO because, you know, the very small companies don't really need a full-time CFO. They, they have an external controller like ourselves, an external bookkeeper, because they want to hire best, you know, best-in-case in uh, people, and then they've got operating management themselves. So like, as an example, like one of our new clients, I'll tell you a quick story, is a company called Lightboxer and they're headquartered here in, in, in Boston. It's a virtual company. They manufacture a cardio kickboxing device. Um, you, you might buy one for your, you know, your home gym that has a Peloton in it. And uh, those folks don't even have office space. I mean, they, they import from, from uh, Taiwan, they ship from Oakland to California and we are their entire back office. we're seeing more and more companies like that where they don't need a lot of bricks and mortar space. You know, they may have a warehouse and they they use uh, the best people possible available for various roles that they need on a part time basis or an interim basis. Because it's the most cost effective way to compete, because any business you open out there, you're going to be in competition from day one.
0: Absolutely. Um, I'm seeing a lot of that, too. You know, we. It's funny that you mentioned that because, you know, our company started off, you know, very much brick and mortar, um, you know, still are operating that brick and mortar um, type of model. But, you know, as an ownership group, um, we're constantly trying to figure out, you know, the alternative. Um, I think that it's just with the way that the world is right now, 2021, you know, technology that exists. um, There's a lot that you can do from just having a computer and putting the right systems together. So at the end of the day, um, you know, I, I think that we're just like you said, we're going to just continue to see movement in that direction. We're going to continue to see a lot of other businesses pop up where office space isn't something that um, they need to add to their expenses, nor do they need to add warehouse space. Um, you know, it's just one of those things where if you connect the right dots, you know, you can save yourself a lot of money and just be a more profitable business by you know having someone like you run their back office. Having someone who do the manufacturing and maybe just be really good at designing and marketing a product or a service.
1: Hundred percent, Joe. Uh, we work with a number of clients that use contract manufacturing organizations. You know, so they they do the design, but they have another entity do the the actual manufacturing. And it, it, just in our opinion, at least what we're seeing is less and less of a need for cubicle farms. Sure. Um And more of a need for uh, utilizing, you know, human beings or, you know, human resources in, in a, in a cost efficient way. So we, we deal with a number of interim CFOs who have multiple clients and they may have an expertise in not for profit or construction or manufacturing or in service. And um, and it shows in the work that they do. You know whereas in, in you know days gone by someone would go out and hire one person um, you know to perhaps fill any one of these roles but you know the small startup company that needs a leg up and to compete in the in, in the business hires somebody with you know 15 20 years experience you know for a, uh, a fraction of what they they might f- if they were full-time and the other thing is they they're oftentimes not paying benefits for those those roles yep so um and then we have we have our clients that are larger too that you know the five to ten million dollar businesses that um you know have a number of full timers and we so what we do there is we support the back office staff oftentimes they'll have us you know fulfill one role for example collections you know there may not be a lot of collections expertise on board or they may they may have us doing uh specialized invoicing uh if it's the construction industry for example because the the big bugaboo in construction is uh capturing change orders And that that's a whole nother level of expertise sometimes that you need because what happens is during the instruction process, um, oftentimes uh, where profit is lost is when change orders aren't captured properly, or where um, um, actually costs have overrun estimates and they're not tracking the costs to the to the extent that they should. Gotcha.
0: No, I mean um, I think I think expertise when you realize you know hey, as a business owner what I've realized, you know, and started to realize more and more recently is that you don't have to do everything yourself. Um, you know, you should spend a lot of your time doing some of your highest and best, you know, you, like figure out what the highest and best use of your time is when it comes like within your business. And then oftentimes there's opportunity to outsource the rest and obviously maintain control over it um, to a degree. But, you know, when it comes to marketing, like, you know, is it, Is it oftentimes more beneficial for me to sit up at night, you know, and weeks, months at a time and learn how to do pay-per-clicks, learn how to do SEO, Facebook marketing strategies, or is it better for me to just have an idea of how they work and, you know, give someone else who is a quote unquote expert the reins to that and make sure they're doing it the way that I want them to do it. Same thing goes for accounting and same thing goes for some other parts of business just, You start to realize, I don't need to do all this stuff myself. I can run a very successful company, a profitable company, by coming up and implementing processes that work and flow together, and then basically going out there and selling it and marketing
1: it the right way. 100%, Joe. 100%. I mean, what you need to do as a business owner is figure out how can you hire folks who are better than you are at their area of expertise sometimes for me it's a lot easier than for others because i'm not good at a lot of different things but in in all seriousness like uh, that marketing was a great example you know marketing is changing all the time you need people with current education in marketing and the fact of the matter is you may as a business owner you may have uh, a lot of expertise or ability in certain areas but it does not like for example we have a client that is a uh, a collections firm, a personal injury a law firm, and um, one of the principals happens to be an attorney plus a CPA. And you know his partners would prefer that he's an attorney because he can earn X number of dollars when he does his bookkeeping on Fridays. And he spends half a day, half, half a day a week on bookkeeping. He's he's not making the best use of his time. To a, to the point that you made earlier in this call um, a couple of times. It's it's very true. You might be. A fantastic marketer, but you're you're leading the ship. You're you know you're running your business. You don't have to have full responsibility to do cross all the T's and dot all the I's. You're better off outsourcing that to someone who um, is just as good as you are or better. Yep, totally agree.
0: Now, um, you know, outside of work, John, anything that you um, like to do, or you know, when you spend your on spending your time
1: um, running supporting strategies, you know, do you have anything that? So on the personal side, I have. uh, Thank you for asking. I have. uh, I've been married thirty eight years. I have a son who's twenty nine. He just got his PhD from the University of uh, Southern Florida. He went to Holy Cross for his undergrad. He was made to come loud there. He's very smart dude. Wonderful. Out to check his DNA out. And I have a daughter who's thirty one, and she has uh, two children. She has two masters and she teaches part-time at uh, mass Bay community college. Wow. So I have a, a grandson and a granddaughter and I'm a huge baseball fan, love the red Sox, And I also, uh, I'm a huge Harley guy. So I have a 2018 Harley heritage that I love taking out. And I've been riding a bike since I was about 16 years of age. So I enjoy it when the weather allows not a day like today where it's snowing Joe, but days that's <laughs> maybe 50 degrees above. You can usually find me on my, uh, Harley, maybe you're riding down by the beach.
0: That's awesome, man. That's awesome. I, um, I've um, i always been envious of, so I have a father that's a firefighter. So he's seen, you know, a, a thing or two when it comes to that and uh, would probably disown me if I ever bought one of my own, but it's something that I always wanted to uh, test out. I've always thought it was pretty cool, especially the Harleys, you know, more so than like the ninjas of the world, but to each their own. But um, no, that sounds, that sounds wonderful. You know, spending time with the family. It sounds nice. like you have just a lot of great things going on personally too.
1: I'm very blessed. Thank you, Joe.
0: Good. Now, last question I'd like to ask for every guest is, um, do you have a book recommendation that you'd give to the audience? It could be any book that... Um, any- I do.
1: Um, it's funny that you asked that. I'm reading this book right now, and it's called Traction. I don't know if you've heard of it. I have heard of it. I haven't read it. No. It's, it's really good. It's by this guy, Gino Wickman. And uh, the subtitle is Get a Grip on Your Business. It's an easy read. Um, I dare say it might be some type of a bestseller. I actually was gifted this book and right. it was one of these things. I didn't have an opportunity to read it until the last couple of months. And it's just terrific. I mean, you're going to find uh, many chapters that are going to remind you of what you did when you first started uh, on demand. Sure. And uh, and it's and it's helpful because you can kind of track it going forward and, and kind of uh, make mental notes in regards to things that you may have to do in the future as your company grows. And, you know, you overcome obstacles that you cannot yet foresee but I, I highly recommend it. Good book traction.
0: I will definitely check that one out. That sounds great. Um, look, John, I appreciate you coming on here, telling your story, telling us about supporting strategies. You know, Thank I you so much a lot of good things to say about your company. Um, uh, it's been very helpful for us as we've gotten off the ground. You know, I was one of the guys that tried to learn QuickBooks and the ins and outs when we first started. And I was like, just, I felt blessed when we found you guys to take that over. So thanks for coming on sharing everything about us. My it's pleasure. Philosophy. And, um, I look forward to continuing the conversation with you um, as we move forward. Me too. I'll come back anytime. Thanks a lot, Joe. Thanks a lot. Have a great day.